Hey everyone, this is Milton from the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my incredibly, incredibly talented friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson. And I am so stoked to bring you this interview with my really good buddy, Milton Campus. He's a heart attack survivor, uh, got into the jiu-jitsu game uh, a little bit later, I'd say. I mean, he said in his early 40s, but he's a purple belt and a pretty much a badass. Uh, but he's not a badass out, outside of being on the mat. He's very humble, approachable. It's a fantastic podcast, which I do want you to check out after you listen to our show and our interview here. It's called the it's called Jiu-Jitsu Dummies, and it's fantastic. It has you kind of laughing sometimes, but also gets serious. He really uh, loves the veterans, gets the veterans propped up. Also, if competitors, if you're out there and you're listening and you want to get interviewed, reach out to me. I can make a personal introduction to Milton, my good friend here. So without further ado, sit back, relax. There's an abundance of knowledge that's coming your way from my good friend, Milton Campus, the podcast host of Jiu-Jitsu Dummies. Let's level up. Time to shine today, podcast varsity squad. It is Scott Ferguson, and I got people know that know me. You know I like I'm very active. You know I'm on my paddleboard uh, pretty much every morning here in South Florida. Like to go out and kind of do my thing and stay in shape. And I'm just recently started going to um, with uh, George Andre here in uh, Marshall Fitness here in Jupiter, Florida, with uh, jujitsu and some Muay Thai. And it's something I've grappled my whole life, but jujitsu is something I've always kind of fell in love with the art of watching it. And now we're bringing on a guy, a purple belt, who's around my age, because I'm going to be 49 next week. I believe he's 46 or 47. His name is Milton Campus. He's got an awesome podcast, which make sure you listen to this episode first. But when you're done, in the show notes, you're going to see, click through and go check out Jujitsu Dummies. And it's not Jujitsu for Dummies, okay, people? It's Jujitsu Dummies. And it's funny, it's interactive. And you actually get a gist of the art of jujitsu and how it can actually be fun and, and creative in life lessons that are learned in it. And, you know, Milton was a heart attack survivor. He's a jujitsu purple belt. He's host, again, like I said, of the Jujitsu Dummies podcast, executive director of the Jujitsu Dummies Foundation. He's a marketing executive by day and a jujitsu practitioner podcaster by night. One thing about his podcast is he's filled a void that like other people have tried to start jujitsu podcasts and, and it's, it's kind of hard. It's like, I used to joke when I wrestled in high school, it's like, you know, if you're wrestling, how would a commentator call a wrestling match? Yeah. The, the refs tapping the mat, there must be a fire there. Oh, he's pinned. You know, it's kind of like that with, with jujitsu, but he makes it fun <coughs> and it makes it interactive and it's just awesome. And Milton, thank you so much for coming on. Introduce yourself to time to shade to time to shine today, varsity squad. But first, what's your favorite color and why brother? Can you tell? It's uh, black, black, black. <laughs> love it, man. Very specifically because it's slimming. Can't see you can't see the aura of Milton right now. So, uh, so black is definitely my favorite color. I love it, man. I, and, and my my gym colors are red and black. So, red and so black. You know, yeah. Beautiful, so, man. And you train out of Coral Springs, is that right? I train out of Fight Sports in Coral Springs. Uh, most nice. people know uh, Roberto Cyborg Abreu, who owns essentially like right the franchise or. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is the, uh, the the main guy down in Miami. Uh, my school is in Coral Springs. I train under Felipe and Sofia Amarante. Wow. Uh, they are two uh, uh, three-stripe, yeah, the three-stripe black belts uh, or uh, 
you know, some people will, we, we call it stripes, you know, sure. some people call it degrees in other, in other disciplines, but we call it stripes. But that means like every stripe is, I think, about three years. So uh, they've had wow. their black belts for almost, you know, they're going on 10 years now. So, wow. so yeah. So, uh, yeah, very proud to train under them. Uh, had a really nice training session last night. They beat us up pretty good. Nice. But, uh, yeah, man, love it. Yeah, uh, you know, fighting under under fight sports is a lot expected of you. It's a, it's a really tough, you know, uh, uh, I would say tournament, uh, you know, tournament-style jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. right? They, you know, they're tra- they helped, uh, you know, they help a lot of fighters that are fighting in the UFC, um, you know, oh. so, you know, but, you know, very tournament competition style, right. a little less, you know, street defense and more of that competition style. So, Go yeah, ahead. so love it. Love it. Love training. I love that. And like, so what was your introduction into the jits world, man? When, squad, when I say jits, it's jujitsu. It's just yeah. shorter. It's easy. What was, your, what was your introduction, brother? So, I mean, it really goes back to the days of watching boxing with my dad when I was a kid. Like you said, uh, I, I mean, I'm not as old as you are. You said you're 49. You said yeah. we're almost the same age. I'm 47. I mean, that's okay. like light years away. So, you know, you know, back when I was a kid, I'm sure you can remember, you know, uh, Wide World of Sports on Saturday and Ew. Sunday afternoons, right? You know, boxing. Uh, I think they used to do it in like the parking lot sometimes, the really big ones. Yeah. Of, Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, my, my love of combat sports goes back that far. Wow. Uh, growing up, I would watch boxing with my dad. Uh, as I got older, uh, you know, I lived in New York originally as a kid. I, I moved to Florida when I was about 25. And my friends introduced me to the UFC. Now, I had done a little bit of martial arts. I, you know, I was very much when it came to sports, I'd start something, quit few years here and there my, my game was soccer when I was a kid I actually okay. was a gymnast as well those are the things I did for the longest like six seven years each but um you know started you know you get a little older you want a little learn a little self-defense got in and out of different taekwondos and some karate never set, kept with anything when I moved to Florida we had a nice little crew of friends and family that we'd all watch boxing together and then my I had some of my friends introduce me to the UFC and it was over from there uh, just, you know, and that was in my 30s. Didn't get my start in jujitsu until I was 41. So uh, this wow. year, I'm, I'm six years in. Uh, purple belt. Yeah, though. six wow. years in, purple belt. Started, again, right before my 41st birthday. So actually, it's going to be seven years in, right? Yeah, the, I'm 48 in June. So almost seven years in. And, uh, you know, just felt, I, I kind of tell people, I was in love with jujitsu before I even stepped on the mat. I did a, a couple of years of wrestling in junior high which I still, some of those little things that I use with takedowns and things I remember I use today. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, I fell in love with jujitsu before I even got in the match, just watching it. I actually remember the look on my professor's face when he asked me, it was a brand new gym, family friend, said, what do you know about jujitsu? And I'm like, well, you know, I watch a lot of UFC, so I kind of get the gist of it. I, you know, I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing a little bit more than the average student. He just smiled at me and I didn't realize what that smile meant until right. he folded me up into a pretzel later in the class. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realized what that smile meant. Like you have no clue what you're about to get into, but I, I drank the punch. I have been addicted ever since, you know, start first uh, three, four years, two hours a day, six days a week, open mats on the weekends. My wife, thought I was, well, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, she hated jujitsu. She didn't understand that addiction. And, you know, I would open the gym for my coach. So sometimes I'd be there for five hours on a weekday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in law enforcement. So he might have to be out on a stakeout or, or you know, he, he would just be out of the gym. He'd hand me the keys and say, get, you got to open for me tomorrow. I'm a white belt opening a gym, training the kids classes. And, uh, you know, again, just fell in love with it. But five hours in a gym on a, on a Tuesday, she used to get a little upset with me. But fast forward, you know, I had a, a, a T-shirt website at the time that was an MMA site. 
I slowly converted that to a jujitsu site. It's now our podcast store. Started the podcast store. May will be two years. And, um, you know, everything's about jujitsu. My, my wife loves to tell me that I look like jujitsu threw up on me because <laughs> I've got the tat. I'm always in a shirt. I didn't wear my jujitsu hat today because she's telling me that it's a little too much sometimes. But I did wear my, uh, my podcast uh, polo today. <laughs> no, I, I love that you brought up humility, bro. And like, what, where does humility kind of fit into the world of, of jujitsu with, you yeah. know, like, you know, cause a lot of people say it's fighting, you know, that don't know, but it's yeah. really about more control and not only controlling the other person, but controlling your yeah. emotions or things. Where do you think humility fits in, bro? I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday. And I think that this will answer your question. You know, we really need to leave our ego at the door when it comes to jujitsu. And for people that don't understand, this is not the same as other martial arts where, you know, a lot of times you're, you know, you're doing your katas in karate and you're doing your forms. Uh, and in, you know, Taekwondo, you might be, you know, hitting some pads. Uh, and that's a great training session. And I take nothing away from those people. But Scott, you and I both know, you know, when, when you go to jujitsu, you're rolling that day, rolling, sparring, fighting, whatever you want to call it. We're getting dirty. We're going to, we're, you know, it's, uh, you know, fighting without the strikes. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't lead your ego at the door, you're going to get hurt or you're going to hurt somebody else. Right. But last night, it was funny because I have a friend that's about to do uh, one of the Orlando IBJJF hmm. uh, tournaments uh, in March. And we were rolling really hard and somebody was recording us last night for him. But they, mm-hmm. they wanted to, you know, to show him. It's a blue belt. Um, I'm a purple belt. I'm on the cusp of, of brown if wow. I could stay healthy. Nice. And he was recording us. And this is where ego s- slips in. He was going pretty hard. And so, you know, usually, you know, especially as the higher belt, I'm going to raise my level to your level. I might let you catch me in some stuff, but this is where the ego comes in, where it's really hard, especially when somebody's taping you to let somebody (laughs) get the, so my ego crept in. They sent me the video. I was showing it to my wife and, uh, you know, we were rolling around. I, I basically tapped him once second time he caught me in like, we were in a transition. He caught me in an arm bar, but it was kind of loose. I, under any normal circumstances, I would have tapped to reset instead of letting him like jerk my arm around. Right. And my ego crept in and that humility wasn't there. And I didn't tap and, you know, got out of it and we continued to grapple. Did you kind of turn so, that thumb that certain way or something? Yeah, you know, well, he it. actually, yeah, he kind of had it, you know, my, my elbow was just below the crotch. So he really couldn't have it. He had to kind right. of get a little closer. He created too much distance. You're right. In jujitsu, especially yeah. when you're attacking space is bad. Yeah. He had too much space, you know, for the submission. But my wife is looking at me and she's like, why'd you let him do that? Isn't this supposed, you know, she kind of asked that question. You just asked me, aren't you supposed to tap and just continue? And I was like, my ego got the better of me. Somebody was recording and I let it creep in. So I think we always grapple with that part of it. It's, you know, sometimes we go hard. I think everybody has maybe that one guy in the gym that they really don't want to tap tap to, or like maybe goes a little extra hard when you roll. And he's actually one of my co-hosts on the show. His name is Miguel. He's actually one of my co-hosts, very good friend. I, I let my ego creep in. So I, that could have, that could have hurt me. And I'm going to learn my lesson from that, whether somebody's sure. recording or not next time, you know, tap reset, uh, you know, let him get a little excited. I have to also say he's never tapped me yet. And he reminds me of that, of that, like I'm going to get you one day. So again, <laughs> a little bit of ego crept in, Sure. but you know, long story short is we, we really do have to leave the ego at the door. Uh, you, you, you gotta, you can't let your, you know, you gotta be very humble uh, humility is something that we discuss all of the time. And sure. we've got to know that if you don't check that ego, 
you're going to usually wind up hurting yourself or somebody else. somebody else. So, you know, it's a tough game, but, uh, but if you do the right things, you can, you know, last a, a long time. And, and at 47, uh, you know, I definitely see that black belt on the horizon and Love I, I want to stay healthy and, and, uh, and continue to train Can't as much as I can. Till you get that, man. That's going to be an amazing yeah. opportunity for you. So what do you think makes a great jujitsu We'll, we'll call it coach because the listeners are going to hear it. Yeah. So like, what do you yeah. think it makes a great jujitsu teacher or coach? I know for me, again, funny enough, I, I kind of relate my, my uh, background in marketing to this. And I was talking to, to somebody about this in my marketing, you know, uh, uh, in my marketing gig during the day. It was talking about, we were talking about training and I feel uh, the best coaches, they see kind of like, they kind of help you emphasize what you're good at. You know, if I'm skinny with long legs, you know, I know triangles are going to be your game. So I've got to guide you to that path. I'm a bigger guy. I'm about 235, about 5'11". Uh, you know, I, I've got a nice little gut here that that I could probably get rid of. But, you know, work out. I, I try to keep strong. But I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm the biggest and the oldest guy in my school. So, you know, uh, my coaches know that I'm not going to spin around and flip around like a younger guy. So them showing me little things, you know, it's, it's a game of inches, showing me the little things that'll work for me in those positions are really helpful. And again, when I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, I was talking about emphasizing, like, what are you strong about? What are you passionate about? And if I, if I know those things about you, then I can help you be the best salesperson. I can help train you. And it's the same thing with jujitsu. If I can really see your strengths and your weaknesses and say, well, don't go here. Like I hate getting stacked, getting stacked when you got a little bit of a belly is, is a nightmare. Yeah. So like learning how to, you know, kind of crawl with your shoulders and learning how to shrimp out properly. And, and again, maybe you just got to tap. Right. But when my, when a coach knows how to help you emphasize what you're good at and what you should stay away from, I think that's what makes a good coach. And I, that's why I like my coach. Uh, he's got a bad back. I've got a little bit of a bad back, which I've actually been getting better. But we've uh, he teaches an incredible half guard game, you know, where you've got one, like the lockdown, sure. if you're familiar, the lockdown yeah. or the electric chair, as, as Eddie, Eddie Bravo calls it. Eddie Bravo, yeah, um, yeah. He's won. Uh, my coach has won three. He's undefeated in fight to win. He's got three wins, all with the electric chair. Uh, wow. all within a transition of a sweep to a, it's like a leg, like a knee or a leg lock. Correct, so yeah. like, I'm really strong there. I'll let you attack. And, and I'm going to take advantage of with my strength, I'm going to be able to take advantage of that position. So, so yeah, again, you know, a good coach is someone who's going to help you uh, play kind to of your strengths. You, know, you play to your strengths and, and teach it. you the things that you, that you need to, to know that are going to make you better, not try to turn you into something you're not. Got it. So when somebody kind of comes in is say a newbie, we'll just call them mm-hmm. newbie and they yeah. kind of come in and when you're having that first discussion about jujitsu, what, how does that conversation go? What, what are you, put, put, let's ask it this way. Is there any good question that you would want them to ask you when starting their jujitsu journey? Um, you know, I love uh, one of the questions that we ask on the show when we almost, uh, we have like a group of four or five questions that we ask every guest. Sure. Uh, and one of them is, what would you go back and tell the white belt you? The, the moment before you stepped on the map for the first time, what would you tell yourself? Uh, and I do, I like when people engage, like, you know, how, you know, they, they'll usually say, you know, how do you like this? How long have you been doing it? That's great. But I really do like to ask them the question, why are you here? Right. What are you here for self-defense? You know, we've got law enforcement officers that are, that are doing it for their job. 
Um, you know, are you some kid that got fell in love with the UFC and you, you feel like you're going to, you know, be training MMA? Um, why are you here? And again, just like we said, playing to your strengths. If I know why you're here, I know how to help you. Now, I'm not a coach at my school. I've coached before. I'm not a coach at my school. Sure. I'd love to be. And if I had more time, but I do love coaching people, you know, as a higher belt, you're always coaching the guys that are below you. You know, if, you, if you're good at what you do and you're a good student yourself, you should be coaching the guys that come behind you. So really understanding why they're there. And then just like we said before, helping them em emphasize their strengths or what they're looking for. So somebody that's looking for, you know, more of the health aspects, or maybe they're heavy and they're looking to lose weight. Okay, listen, you need to be running on your own before you get here. Make sure you stretch, you know, do these things. You know, do an extra five push-ups when we're doing the warm-ups. You know, do something a little bit more. Um, if you're truly doing this for law enforcement, um, you know, my school may not be the best school for you. I interviewed a guy from a, a website or an Instagram handle, uh, Jiu-Jitsu 5.0, uh, and he is a police officer who actually trains uh, other police officers in their academy. So, Again, you know, we might not be the right school if you're looking for straight law enforcement. My school right now, where I am, I said this before, fight sports as a whole is very much a tournament jujitsu style. So, you know, a lot of times we start on, we're starting on the ground sometimes. Mm. Well, you're not going to be starting on the ground when you're making an arrest. So understanding what they're looking for will help us guide them in their journey. And, uh, and sometimes maybe we're not the right school. American top team down the road, you know, if you want to be in MMA, you want to be in the cage. We're just doing straight jujitsu. You should be over there learning stand up, ground sure. and pound, MMA, MMA true MMA. Right. So, you know, th that, that would really be my advice or, or how I would handle it in that situation. Beautiful. I, I love that answer. It's very transparent. So who has had the most profound impact on your jujitsu practice? Ooh, um, I, I would say probably my first coach, um, uh, my first coach and he, we don't speak, unfortunately, now, so I'm not going to say his name, okay. but uh, he was, uh, I was lucky enough to, to train with him when his school first opened. So literally, and I got my, I got my uh, blue belt in six months and really actually seven months because I asked him, hey, hold off because I want to do this next tournament, my first tournament ever at White Belt. I said, could you just get awarded, do the <laughs> ceremony in February? Because I'd really like to do at least one tournament at White Belt, which I, I did got double gold in, in Gi and Nogi. Uh, and they actually put me in with guys half my age. So I was very proud of, the, of that performance. But, um, you know, it was just me and him some days. So right. I was, able, you know, I here I'm standing in front of a black belt who's a friend. I could ask him anything. Uh, we could, you know, we would train for two hours sometimes and it'd just be the two of us or, or, or very small classes. So I just the interaction with your coach without there being 20 other students in the class. I mean, that had a huge impact on me. And I was able to move very, very quickly from from, you know, just white to blue because of that, that that personal attention. Uh, we also became very, very good friends at, at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, training with them and then going to his house to watch a UFC the next night, you know, it, yeah. we, we, and asking him questions. And, you know, you're, you'd be in his house and be like, hey, how do you do this? And, and remember that movie work, you know, having just that encyclopedia right in front right. of you was incredible. So he definitely had the biggest impact. Very sad that we kind of drifted apart when he closed yeah. his school. It happens. But um, yeah, you know, definitely had the most profound uh, uh, effects on me and, and my jujitsu to this day. Lucky enough too, he was 265 and shorter than me. So big dude, <laughs> wow. wrestled, wow. had judo, judo brown belt, jujitsu black belt, wrestled in high school, um, law enforcement. So he knew, he knew everything. Right. So, uh, you know, learning from somebody that was big like me and learning how to maneuver my weight in the right ways to get the outcome that I wanted 
I still use those. You know, I was with him for, I think, about two years. I still use those tactics and methods that he taught me today. The, the thanks for being transparent about all that. You know, I'm 6'1", I'm 265. So, like, I get stacked, like, now in the classes. I didn't even oh, know fun. what it was. But, Love it, it. but you, you learn to breathe through things really quickly. Yeah. Um, so, how about what's the worst advice you've ever been given in jiu-jitsu? Uh, worst advice that I've ever been given. You know, I, I, I'm going to maybe kind of change that question a little bit and say, I don't know if I've ever gotten really bad advice. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cause you know what I'm thinking in the back of my head, as you say that I, I would say probably the worst thing that I've heard in jujitsu, let me say it this way. Uh-huh. They told everybody says no politics. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, all of our gyms are competitive. Sure. All of our coaches know each other. Some of them <laughs> don't like each other because they open in each other's backyards. Right. So, I, you know, somebody preaching in front of, standing in front of me saying, no, no, no politics. Listen, no coach likes to see you online training at another gym on an open mat. You know, there's a respect thing involved and you want to, you know, talk to you. Um, I, I, again, I can't call it advice, but oh yeah, yeah, there's no politics. Don't go anywhere where they're political. There they don't like politics. the guy down the road. Yeah, <laughs> they're all political. And I get that yeah. uh, as an, I'm not a gym owner. So I get to, you know, I'm interviewing other gym owners in the area sure. and in other parts of the country. So again, that's not necessarily a piece of advice. I can't think of anything off the top of my head advice wise, but I can certainly say that when they stand in front of me telling me, yeah, yeah, no politics, don't even get involved with that stuff. Meanwhile, they don't like the guy down the road. I always kind of, you know, laugh and, to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw the movie Back to the Future, right? Oh, yeah. All right. So let's get in that DeLorean with Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old, you know, Martin what kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping? Not from a jujitsu. I'm talking life standpoint right now. What kind of knowledge nuggets? We call them here at Time to Shine today. What kind of knowledge nuggets are you dropping on the 22 year old Milton to help him level up, shorten his learning curve, and blast through maybe a little quicker? Uh, you know, one of the the biggest things that I do that I, I wish I was doing from the very beginning: stretching, yoga, taking care of my body outside of jujitsu as a whole. Um, that's, I'm just really starting to do that properly. Now I wake up in the morning, I have a massage gun. So almost from, from neck down, <laughs> down, uh, literally neck down to my calves gets massage. Yep. Got go. one of those <laughs> so uh, I, massage dad, gun, <laughs> massage gun. I've got the, so right. I use it on the front and the back. It gets in all the little crevices. Yeah, man. Got the chirp wheel. I've got the little contraption that you put on your neck and you kind of put it on the door or, uh, a banister Strengthen and it pulls that. the neck you lay on the floor. I've got it all. Good. I wish I was doing those things from my, the beginning of my journey. Uh, yoga would have solved a lot of problems for yeah. me. Um, yoga, again, it's not just stretching. It oh, would have man. probably helped me with kind of my weight when I first started, sure. but, but really, you know, as a whole, taking care of my body off the mat, yeah. sleep, eating and right. Us. I'm just really, excuse me, starting to do those things now. And I really wish that I was doing those from the beginning. So that's the best advice that, that I can dude. give myself or anyone else that's going to do jujitsu. Thank you for saying that. It's funny. I started on, I got on a mat in yoga. I'm in three mornings a week in Ashtanga mm. in Juno beach. And it is life-changing, man. I mean, it got rid of all my plantar fasciitis. actually created space in my C5, C6 and all the, yeah. the, the falls I took on the mat. So that, no, thank you for saying that and being transparent yeah. about that. So Milton, how do you want your dash remembered, man? That little that little line in between your incarnation date and your expiration date, man. Your life date and death date. How do you want Milton's dash remembered? Somebody asked me this question the other day, and I kind of think I answered it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got your second chance now, baby. Time to I got try. my second chance. You know, um, 
you know, if somebody said, as it relates, like when I ask, sometimes I have like a, a group of questions that I ask and I'll always say like, what's your, one of them is, what's your biggest regret? I always say, as it relates to jujitsu so that we don't, you know, we let's stay within the jujitsu realm. Sure. And when I answered that, I answered it just like I was, would ask it and said it kind of within the realm of jujitsu. Like, you know, I want to continue to be an ambassador for jujitsu. But, you know, as I get older, you know, really want to be known as a good dad, a good husband, yeah. a good provider. Uh, as, as it relates to jujitsu, if I bring jujitsu into that, jujitsu has taught me how to be a better person, be more yes. patient. Um, you know, I preach, you know, being healthy and eating healthy. I had a heart attack a few years ago. So, you know, going, I don't want to say vegan, but getting rid of meats and cold cuts and, you know, kind of living just a, you know, putting better fuel in my Live body, going food, back to taking it. Yeah. The Live. food that I put in my yeah. body, it's fuel, right? Good in, good out. Uh, so, you know, as it relates to jujitsu, I, you know, I always, you know, I like that it's made me a better person, but, you know, at the end of the day, I want to be a good dad, a good husband, a good provider. Uh, and, you know, I think martial arts, if I had been in martial arts when I was younger, I don't know if I would have stayed with it. Cause I, I said, you know, I quit a lot of sports when I was a kid. Sure. I think I found it when I needed it. I found right. jujitsu when I needed it. And in my forties, you know, I was a single guy, uh, dating, uh, businesses, you know, my business wasn't going so great, right. uh, you know, and it really helped to get rid of the stresses of the day. And I was able to come back, you know, you know, you go a good training session, you go in with not feeling well, um, strat, you know, just you know, some bricks on the shoulder from that day. Yeah. You, you, when somebody's putting their foot on your neck <laughs> or about to choke you, yeah. or they've got a leg that's, you know, being put into a, a precarious position, you're not so worried about how much money is in the bank at that moment or that, right. that order that you didn't get from your best client or that deal you didn't close. And I'd say for a good couple of hours after that, I, I put it this way. I tell my wife, if you want to argue, if you're mad at me and you, we're going to have an argument, do it after jujitsu because you're going to win every time. <laughs> you're going to win every time yeah. because I am going to be the, I'm going to be like a bowl of jello. That's when you need to talk to me about stuff. When yeah. I've just had a really stressful day, and, you know, maybe I didn't get that sale that I thought was coming through or somebody cancels, whatever. Right. And to come home and like, hey, we've got to talk about this thing that's very important and life changing. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I'm going to be on edge. I'm going to be, you know, I'm ready for that battle. But when it comes out of jujitsu, that's all gone. I mean, you could really like pour me, pour me into my car when I'm when I'm done, because that's like the that hour, two hours is is probably I've forgotten about everything. Right. I've every, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm in my car. I'm smiling, man, Chilling. putting on my favorite music. Right. That ride home, that 15 minute ride home is, is probably the, you know, this other than the roles and the training, that's my second best 15 minutes of the day. You know, that, <laughs> it's just like, everything is gone, man. It's like, this is what life could be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It brings you to the serenity, bro. And yeah, so what's one thing that you think people misunderstand about you the most? Uh, about jujitsu? About you. Oh, about me. Um, uh, well, we all get this. Hiya, that I train karate. That's one annoying one. Uh, but I, I would say personally, you know, because uh, if, if you can't tell, I'm, I talk for a living. I do sales for a living. Good, I've been doing sales when I was in my 20s. I speak very loud. Um, I'm from New York on You're top of New York, it. bro. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, I, you. I walk around with, you know, if I can, you know, rest, resting bitch face. Yeah. My wife says, why do you look so mean? And she's like, she, she tell me she loves it. But why do you look so mean in the same breath? I, I said, I you know it, what? <laughs> I just used to be in like, I love to smile. I'm a jokester. I love to have fun. I started a funny t-shirt website. It was my first website just because I wanted to be surrounded by laughter all day. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, being from New York and just having to put on that tough facade, you know, I'll just walk around with a straight face like nobody's going to want to bother me because I'm going to look like I'm going to kill them. But I'm not. I'm, I'm a big freaking teddy bear. I'm a, like, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I got a nice, you know, soft center. Right. So I, I think most people will look at me, see my size, hear about jujitsu and think like, if I, if I have to raise my voice, especially like at work, if I've had to raise my voice, it's like, Oh my God, Milton's going to kill somebody. I'm never, I'm not going to punch somebody out right. or put them in a chokehold. That's for me. That's yeah. for my stress relief. That's for protecting myself and my family. I'm right. never going to use it in an aggressive, you know, nature. And, and I can't say that's always been, you know, before jujitsu, I can't say those, that same thing. Yeah. Right. I might've been a little bit more aggressive, but it, it taught me how to, to, to relax a little Center bit, but I think most people see this, you know, my bald head under here, my shaved head, I, you know, <laughs> look like I might be a hoodlum if I'm wearing baggy pants that day. And uh, I think just people don't realize until they talk to me, they're like, oh, well, he's a freaking softy. You know, I got a foundation. I'm giving away money. I give away stuff. on my like, I love to give away and to do things for others. So um, I think once they get to know me, they're like, holy crap, I had you wrong. I love it. I, that's, that's funny. I get that resting bitch face. Lot. Yeah, you, I mean, dude, man, dude, I, I I crossed the street like, uh, if I was if I saw you on on the side of the road I'd probably cross to the other side right. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, hey, we're back with my guy Milton Campus from Jujitsu Dummies, hey, and hey. we're gonna move into our leveling up lightning round. And, and love it, Milton. Like you and I could talk for hours on each one of these questions. You got five seconds. I'm gonna cut you off. Oh, okay. So whatever comes to the top of your head, and all of them can be answered quickly. Okay, ready to rock. Let's do it. I, I don't know if I, five seconds is short, but let's yeah, do it. I know, I know, but you got to. I got to. <laughs> let's level up. What's the best leveling up advice you've ever received? Um, focus. Love it. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Uh, love of training. Love it. Body. Yeah. That, not outside of jujitsudummies.com and time to shine today.com, my shameless plug. What other website do you go to to level up? Um, I love Jeffrey Gittimer uh, for, for sales, but it also helps with life. He has a lot of really cool books. Beautiful. So now that kind of leads into this question. If I'm in my doldrums, just not feeling it, like Fergie, read this book. What's the book? Um, oh, wow. Uh, jiu University is my go-to because it's like, you know, it's a manual for jiu so That's my go-to. Love it. Any charity organization you'd like to give your time and or money to? Uh, we Defy Foundation and the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation. We award scholarships to first responders and veterans. Love and kids. Freaking love that, man. Especially the veteran side. We do a ton here. Last question. You can elaborate just a little bit on this one, man. But what's the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? What's the best decade? Of music. 60s, 70s, Oh, 90s. the 90s. Come on. That's not a question. That's like stating fact. I mean, 90s R&B? Come on. East Coast? Forget about it. Next question. Give me a better one than that one. We're, we're done, man. Tell us about Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast. Uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Podcast that we've been around for uh, May will be two years. Um, it was... You know, I, I, I put it this way. I never thought about podcasting in my life ever. I didn't think it was going to be something that I did. The only podcast I probably listened to was Joe Rogan once in a while, if I wanted to listen <laughs> to a podcast. And, you know, out, you know, you know, training sessions, uh, go have a beer or some pizza in the evening with some friends, go watch a fight. And the stories that I would hear from some of my, you know, kind of like higher belts, I'd be like, man, 
I wish that white belts can hear us talking about this stuff. They, this is the stuff that they need. Right. And I walked away from those a couple of times. And then finally, one day, I just told my wife, I said, I'm thinking about doing a podcast and told her why. And the first words I thought she was going to tell me again, she says, jujitsu threw up on me. So like enough with the jujitsu already. And she goes, oh, that's really cool. You know, there's some guys that film a podcast in my office. You can come do it in the conference room there. And I was just like, eyes bulged out of my head. We're eating dinner. And inside, I was just like, I can't believe she just said I could do this because without her support, I, I really couldn't have. And it that's our podcast originally before COVID was a round table of four to five, sometimes six jujitsu players. Our coach would come in. We had guests coming in. Uh, my One of my newer uh, hosts is was a former two-time guest. Uh, he's a permanent part of the show now. We would sit around and just talk about jujitsu. Now we had to go more to the interview format because, you know, kind of doing this because of COVID. Absolutely. But uh, we're going to be moving into a bigger studio where we can go back to those roundtables as we can bring guests in. I do film in my house right now. This is my kind of home studio. Yeah. So, you know, it's real uncomfortable to, uh, number one, kick my wife and my daughter off the Internet so that it doesn't disturb the feed. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've been there. Oh, yeah. Or to, um, you know, to just have strangers come in the house. I'm rolling around with these guys, but you know, uh, not always and to have strangers come in the house. So we're moving into another studio and hopefully going back to that round table format with our guests coming in, because it's really, really fun to have them sitting right there. So, uh, you know, it, it just, it, it's expanded into this, you know, or grown into this interview style where we're having some really big names on the show. I have Brandon McCaffin coming on next weekend, Erin Hurley. Uh, she's a world champion. Uh, I mentioned to you before the podcast, Richard Bressler, Bressler who yeah. is Horian Gracie's first official student in the US. He's wow. coming on. He just wrote a book. He's going to be on in March, the first weekend of March. So, so we got some just really good things happening. And just, you know, it's growing. And it's funny because now people call us to be on the show where I used to like hit people up on Instagram, like, hey, would you like to be on my podcast? Uh, you know, now it's grown into this thing where people know who we are and we're kind of like a stop on the road uh, of jujitsu podcasts. Like if you want to get to be known or you're doing a tournament, like, hey, you know, you got a big event coming, a fight to win. Hey, call get with Milton. He'll have you on the show and you could talk about it and, and, you know, shine some light on, on what you're doing. I love having, we mentioned veterans. Uh, I'm a We Defy ambassador. Uh, uh, two of my hosts are We Defy ambassadors as well. We kind of say the show is a We Defy ambassador mm -hmm. and they award scholarships to wounded combat veterans. Nice. Uh, we also run the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation and separate from the podcast, it's its own uh, foundation, but we actually award scholarships to children, just children doing cool things, good things out in the world, uh, and veterans and first responders. We haven't awarded to those two yet. We've done two children, and our next one's going to be a veteran, but just people doing really, really cool things out in the world in their community. It's uh, our first two podcast, our first two awardees were uh, Bridger Walker, the little boy who got bit in the face. Uh, yes. protecting his sister yeah. he's yeah, our yeah. very first scholarship winner bridger walk his dad robert is a is a lifetime uh, patreon supporter now is a uh, uh, an official uh, uh kind of uh you know is on our hall of fame here yeah. but uh, bridger was our first and then our second was a little girl who's been raising money through an organization called tap cancer out who we've also had on the show wow. uh, whose mother is battling cancer uh so uh colon cancer so she raises money through tap cancer out she gets to do their tournaments for free, go to the tournaments and compete in, in, in the uh, tap cancer out tournaments. Right. So those were two amazing kids and, and our veterans and first responders have a lot to live up to. So we're looking to award our next scholarship sometime between February and March. But uh, so that's what the show has allowed us to do. Uh, we give away tons of stuff on the show, uh, gear, CBD from sponsors, T-shirts, uh, geese. 
if I can get my hands on it, I'm giving it away. I don't keep it for myself. I might give it to, you know, some of our, my co-hosts, but you know, that's what our show is about talking about jujitsu, shining a light on some really cool people within our world and giving lots of stuff away. <laughs> I love it. And I love what you're doing for the veterans, people that, you know, know me, you know, I did six tours from 1997. Oh, wow. So it's been, uh, it's nice to the local community here in South Florida and everyone knows I'm, you know, the unifier, uh, you know, the veterans of Palm beach, I'm involved in all of that stuff here. Um, and also hey, for maybe you could send us some suggestions on somebody, a worthy uh, veteran, somebody who maybe you want to get into jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody that both of those winners that I mentioned were both already doing jujitsu, okay. but we'd love to find a veteran that's doing some really cool stuff that maybe, you know, could would want to try jujitsu. So, you know, maybe you can help us out with that off the air. Absolutely, brother. We'll, we'll definitely get appreciate into that. that. You bet. And I'm also going to give away uh, the orange jujitsu for dummies, jujitsu dummies t-shirt, podcast t-shirt. The first one that comments um, positively <laughs> um, <laughs> on either LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook on the time to shine today handles there. So let, once it's in there, I'll make sure that I get the money over to uh, my boy Milton and have him mail that out to you. Maybe he'll take care of the postage. If not, I'll add that to the Venmo I send him. It's on me. I said, that's on me. Awesome. I'll, awesome. I'll take care of the whole thing. Don't worry about it. Let and me know squad, uh, when you got a winner. And squad, this is a lot different than a lot of the people that I've, that I've interviewed. Most of the people are coaches, consultants and whatnot, but I was so stoked to have Milton come on. He's someone that believes in humility. He leaves the ego at the door because he doesn't want to hurt himself or others. He emphasizes that a great coach, a jujitsu coach is going to help you with your strengths and help you stay away from your weaknesses. And that's what happens in life anyways. You know, and if you're starting your jujitsu journey, you know, ask yourself why you're doing it. Why are you here? Is the studio or the school going to be the right fit for you? And if you're working with a coach, ask them what they're going to do to hold you accountable. If you're going to start working with a jujitsu coach, ask them what they're going to do to hold you accountable as well. So you can work together as a cohesive team. You know, he's going to, you know, Milton tells us, make sure you're stretching, get into yoga, get into plyometrics, stuff that is going to help you be elastic. Because trust me, you don't want to go through what me and Milton went through in our 40s. If we would have started back in our 20s, it'd be a hell of a lot different. He's going to be remembered as a legacy of a teacher, a good father, an awesome husband, and a provider. He wants you to stay mindful and present and always focus. And Milton, you're humble, you're hungry, you level up your health, you level up your wealth. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. It's been nothing short of a pleasure. Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. You got your varsity letter, brother. Thank you, man. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast. Probably brought to you by Sutter & Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you're a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.